Hey everyone, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and I'll explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So that's amazing as well. It is everything, honestly, you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Can't wait to hear your podcast, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, quick shout out before today's episode. First of all, thank you so much for your support of Days with Daria. It means more than you know. And I'd like to invite you to become a partner today. Click on listener support and choose whichever monthly plan works best for you. Your support ensures that fellow listeners like yourself can find these episodes on encouragement, prayers that I have at the end, or if they simply just want to keep up with me. Subscribe if you haven't already and leave a rating or a review. It helps spread the word. Thank you all again. God bless. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Days with Daria, aka Single Plus. I'm so glad that you all decided to tune in on today. It's been a while, one, because I am on my own personal writing deadline. You guys know that I am a writer. I do write on the fiction side, sweet romance, Christian romance and cozy mystery so I'm on book two of my cozy mystery series I'm trying to finish and then I celebrated my birthday this past Tuesday so a lot going on and we're getting ready to go into Labor Day weekend for those of you that are in the states and for those of you that are not in the states well this is what we're celebrating so a lot going on I'm trying to stick to my schedule but also taking time to rest I did take a couple of days off this week just to just really just give my body a chance to recharge and I even took myself out so for those of you that are single out there and you're not a fan or you're not quite sure if you should take yourself out now I won't say that I've gotten to a point to where I can go to a restaurant by myself I would probably have to bring a book (laughs) but if you can go to a restaurant by yourself or take yourself anywhere by yourself whether it's to the movies in my case it was the botanical gardens there is an area here I can't remember how many acres it is, but I've been there twice so far on my own. And both times, I can honestly say, despite that, um, I've seen families there. I've seen moms with their kids there. I've seen couples, young and older couples. There was an older couple um, that was there this time around that I thought was so cute. But I did not feel awkward going by myself, taking myself out for my own birthday, not necessarily waiting for a date. I took myself out on a date. So if you're not there, I encourage you to try something on your own and just do something for you, whether you're male or female. Do something for you. I think that self-love is important. You're not doing it to be selfish. You're not doing it to come across as if you're arrogant, but you love yourself as God made you, okay? We all know the verse, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. 
But I do think sometimes that we're lacking in the loving ourself part because we're so focused on trying to find someone else to love us. But if you're not sold on you, if you don't like your own company, if you don't think that you're worth it, why should anybody else take the time? Which is leading into this conversation of cuffing season. Now, I didn't know that this was a thing until maybe a few years ago. I really didn't even think about it. But apparently, as we get close to especially the holiday months, the holiday months going into the new year, and then after the new year, we have Valentine's Day. This time frame is known as cuffing season. Now, I have my own personal definition. Everybody sees it differently. But in my mind, cuffing season is you're just looking for somebody to be with for this for this. For the end of this calendar year going into the new year you don't want to be alone you've been single for the majority of the year you're tired of it you're lonely you're feeling like is this ever going to happen for me i'm just so sick of being single i'm tired of it i'm tired of it i'm tired tired sick and tired of being sick and tired and i hear you with that but i honestly want you to consider at what cost okay now if you meet someone who you're genuinely interested in and you guys have a lot in common and you see that your faith is aligning to where okay we both believe in god we're both pursuing purpose you're not trying to get uh, each other to compromise on your morals and your values and your boundaries if this is a potential then fine but we all know deep down we may not know right away But I think the more we spend time with people, people can only fake for so long. And I'm not saying that you're dating someone that's lying to you, someone that's faking it. But people can only put up a front for so long. That mask is eventually going to come off and you're going to see this person for who they are. Now, are you seeing them for who they really are? Or are you so wrapped up in what you want that you're failing to see red flags. You're failing to see, okay, we're not on the same page here. Or, wow, we actually want different things out of life. This is going to cause conflict. Or are you just justifying it, making excuses because, again, you don't want to be alone. Because Christmas is right around the corner, right? People are going to be asking for Thanksgiving. When are you going to get married? You were single this time last year, weren't you? And, or, or for the new year. Oh, so you're still single. I thought that changed. Oh, you guys are, lo- are, are no longer together. I know people say stuff, okay? I'm not here to negate that. But it's not as if people have a heaven or hell to put you in. Okay, so if you're in people pleasing and you're trying to make people happy and you just want them to stop asking questions, that's not the reason to jump into a dating situation or a relationship for that matter. Okay, so I'm here to encourage you. Yes, you may feel lonely. And there was a question posed in a group that I'm in of, well, two groups, actually. One was asking for prayer, saying that she was feeling really lonely and sad. And then another question was posed, another group saying, what do you do when you're lonely? And to be honest, I'm not fully aware sometimes if I'm feeling lonely. I don't, it's not something that I'm, and again, self-aware about. But when I do have those moments where I wish I was, you know, married by now, or I wish I had kids by now, or I wish I was exclusive with someone right now, um, honestly, I take all those feelings to God. That may sound cliche. That may sound, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do that. But seriously, y'all, if we're Christians, if we say that we believe in Jesus Christ and we believe that 
Jesus died and rose from the dead, we can take everything to him. Don't just pick and choose what what you can cast on him. When he says, cast your burdens on me because I care for you, that includes your dating life. That includes the loneliness. That includes the moments where you feel in some type of way and you wish you had somebody in the bed with you, okay? Let's be real here. I mean, if you're thinking... You can't talk to God about your horniness. And yes, I'm being blunt when I say that. If you if you think that you can't talk to God about your horniness, I don't care if you're 18 or if you're past 60. If you're having those moments and you're still single, you can take that to Holy Spirit because he is our helper. Paraclete, he is our helper. He is our comforter. He is our teacher. If we're not being honest about this area of relationships with God, who can we be honest with? So... I'm being serious when I say take all of that to God. Lay it all out there in prayer. I'm not saying you need to pray that publicly for everybody to hear you. And I'm not saying go on social media and give a full dissertation about how you're feeling. I'm saying laying all that out in your prayer closet or before you go to bed at night or the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning and you're feeling that way. You're feeling low. You're feeling disappointed because your life didn't turn out the way that you thought it would. Or you thought that you would be further along by this age. I don't know. But with this cuffing season mentality, it just feels like people are just willing to do anything to say that they have somebody. They're willing to settle for the guy that doesn't treat them well. They're willing that we have men out here. We have men who are settling for women who only want them for their money, who are only looking for a come up. But because he feels like, well, maybe I can't do any better. Or is there anybody better? He finds himself settling for someone like that ladies we're known to do it we're known to settle for men who only want us to be a baby mama and not a wife now if you are a single mom and that is your situation I'm not saying that you're a lost cause either God can restore God can take everything and make it new again so you can surrender even now as a single mom your child is not a mistake your children aren't a mistake what you did along the way yeah in terms of okay God I shouldn't have given my body away but I wanted to be loved. But I remember listening to Devon Franklin during a talk. It was probably a few years back when his book came out with Megan Good, The Weight. And he said something that has stuck with me. Sex should not be the admission price for love. I'm going to say that again so it can marinate. Sex should not be the admission price for love you should not be giving your body away male or female to anyone thinking this is the only way that they're gonna love me now you know yeah I know we're grown you got needs okay we're we're grown okay I get it but the only way to honor God in this area of your sex life is to be in covenant marriage between a male and a female man and a woman that's, that's the type of sex that honors God when it's in covenant and it's between a husband and his wife. Anything else outside of that does not honor God. And if we say we want to honor God and we love God, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. But if we're only caught up in what we want to do, justifying it, make, making excuses, then we're not honoring God. We're just taking bits and pieces of the Bible to cater to what we want. Now, I know this is tough to hear, (laughs) and I'm right there with you, okay? So I'm not saying this from some pedestal as if I've arrived, okay? I still have to surrender every area of my life to God, including this area of relationships. This past birthday, I turned 31, okay? I thought, to be honest, you guys, I thought that I would be married at least by 26 because I just had this idea in my mind Now my mom got married at 26 and I just thought Jesus you're no respecter of persons seriously y'all I prayed this before 
funny. It's like, Jesus, you're no respecter of person. So if my mom can get married at least by 26, surely God, you're going to look <laughs> and bestow favor on me to be married at least by that age. Now, the earliest I thought I would be married, would, I think was like 19 because I was dating this guy right out of high school. And I just thought, you know, we were going to be high school sweethearts coming out of high school, going to college. We we're going to be married. And, you know, I was going to be married young. I, I thought that too. So now here I am at the age of 31. And some of you are older than me thinking, girl, you're just 31. You got time. I'm 40. Or girl, hey, you 40. I'm almost 60. Okay, you got time. See how it is? <laughs> but regardless of what age you're at, the pain is still real. On those nights where you wish you had someone, you know, during, again, we're coming up on the holidays and Thanksgiving is coming up. You wish you had someone to celebrate with. Christmas, you wish you had someone to celebrate with. New Year's Eve, you wish you had someone to celebrate with. And so we're just so focused on trying to find someone for this season of life that we end up making poor choices. I'm telling you to give all of this to God, to lay it at the altar. Surrender your sexuality to God. Surrender your singleness to God. Surrender every single part of you to God. He can handle it. He can handle it. You can tell God the tough things. You can pour out your heart to him, whether you're crying, whether you're writing it down in your journal. You can pour out everything in your heart to God, and he understands. He is there for you. He is not looking down from heaven and judging like, oh my gosh, seriously, get over yourself, okay? You're not married, boo-hoo. He's not thinking that, okay? (laughs) He's not doing that. That's not his attitude towards his sons and his daughters. He knows that for some of us, that there is a desire for a relationship, that there is a desire for marriage and to be able to have a family one day. He knows that regardless if you're 18 wanting to be married or if you're 61 and you're still waiting to get married. I don't know what your story is, but I'll never tell you to get over it. That's one thing I never do. I try not to do that with people. If you're honestly feeling a certain way, whether it's loneliness, whether it's sadness, I'm not going to dismiss your feelings, but I will tell you this. Feel all the feels, yes, but what is your choice after that? I I know I've said that before, but that's how I have to talk myself through situations. It's like, yeah, Dar, you're feeling this way, but what are you going to do about it? What is your choice after you have this moment? Are you still going to trust God? Are you still going to pursue him? Are you still going to continue to grow and mature in the faith? Or are you going to give up? Are you going to wallow? Are you going to beat yourself up about it? Are you going to allow the enemy to just beat you up in your head? Are you going to allow yourself to beat yourself up? Because sometimes it's not the devil. Okay, we can be our own worst critic. We can be our own worst enemy, just allowing those thoughts to race in our minds. And what if this? And what if this doesn't happen? And I don't know about this. And doesn't God see me here? We have to take every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And you may have to say out loud, no, I'm not going to think that. I may feel this way, but I'm not led by my feelings. I'm not led by my emotions because I trust God. And should you meet someone in this cuffing season, I encourage you to do your due diligence. (laughs) Is this person someone I can honor God with? Is this person, based off of how they're living their life, would God approve of me dating them? Now, yes, you still have free will. You still have a choice. God's not going to force you to be with somebody. Okay, let's make that clear. But based off of how this person's living their life, as you get to know them, as you talk, as you date, Can you look at their life and be like, you know what? I think God would approve of this union. Based off of what you know of God and his character. Based off of what you know of him and his word. Based off of your own personal quiet time with him and what you know of his heart. Can he look at this? Like, like, wow, I think God would be honored by this. Could God look at the text messages and be honored by it? 
And he already knows, regardless if you're having a decent conversation or if you're sexting someone back and forth and sending inappropriate pictures. Let's be real, people. (laughs) Let's be real. Is God honored by your text messages? Is God honored if you guys are talking past midnight? What's the conversation after midnight? Let that marinate, okay? What... I mean, what's the basis of your conversation? Are you guys talking of the things of God? Now, I'm not saying that it has to be a conversation for two or three hours where you're just, where you're just discussing Genesis to Revelation. Yes, there's still things about you that you want to get to know from this other person. What are their likes? What are their dislikes? You know, how they grew up, family life. There are other things to talk about. I'm not saying that the conversation always has to be about Jesus as a believer, but they shouldn't feel uncomfortable talking about Jesus either. They should have their own testimony to share with you. Like, you know what? This is how I used to be, but God brought me out of this and I want to serve him with everything that I have. Yes, I make mistakes, but I'm continuing to go after the cross. I'm changing. I'm growing. There should be at least a point in the conversation somewhere. Or can you barely count on one hand how many times you guys have talked about your faith? Because it's wrapped up in other stuff. And I'm not saying that the other stuff is not important, but it shouldn't be the foundation. Your foundation in a relationship should be in Christ, especially if you're a believer. Now, if you're not a believer, then whatever, I mean, I I can't speak on that. But I know that as believers, as Christians, we're not called to be unequally yoked. Because God knows that if you're with a non-believer, or let's take it further, you may be talking to a believer, but are they carnal? Are they still taking, I mean, are, are they taking pieces of the Bible, like I said earlier, and twisting it to justify what they want to do? It's like, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but uh, God knows I got needs. So I believe in premarital sex. I don't think we should wait. Like, what's the point of waiting? God knows I need to enjoy myself and I can't know unless I test drive. You know what I'm saying? And God knows that because we under grace and he know, no, <laughs> no, that's a big N and a big O, no. You could very well be, I think even that counts as unequally yoked. If you're trying to live righteously to please God and this person says that they love Jesus, but there's no fruit, that's unequally yoked too. You can very well love Jesus and be in praise and worship and then leave after we say amen and go hop in the bed with somebody. No. And they're not, and they're not your spouse too. No. No, (laughs) that's all I got for you is no. So regardless of whatever stage of life you're in, as we approach this cuffing season, I encourage you to first and foremost, go to God. Let him know where you are. Now, I'm not saying don't meet new people. I mean, yes, we're still in a global pandemic. There are some places that have reopened. I do encourage you to use wisdom as you venture out. Take care of yourself. Take care of your families. So don't be afraid to meet new people. It may be in person on a smaller scale. It may be virtually. There are a lot of virtual events going on right now. I encourage you to put yourself out there in that way. If you want to try online dating, that's your choice. I mean, still be open to meeting new people. I'm not saying that you should be stuck in your house all the time expecting God to send somebody to your door to knock on and say, hey, God told me that we're going to get married. So I just decided to go ahead and stop by. He told me your address and zip code. And I just followed the Holy Spirit. Now, if he did that, okay, fine. I can't. (laughs) God. can do whatever he wants to do but nine times out of ten we have to do our part people okay so be willing to meet new people be willing to put yourself out there but do your due diligence and evaluate dating is about gathering data okay you're gathering information as you get to know this person 
Do you see something with them long term? And then once you make that decision, you can go from there. And it could be, you know what? I'm so grateful that I got to know you, but I don't really see you that way for the long haul. But if you want to be friends, that's cool. But if not, I completely understand because we got our feelings involved and I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to lead you on. Have that honest conversation. Or if it's the opposite and you want to move forward, just make sure that you two are on the same page with your goals, with your values. Do you do you have enough in common on top of your faith to where like if God called this person to move to another country you're like you know what absolutely I want to go with you because God's put it on my heart to travel overseas too and do mission work you guys need to be on the same page with that because if you feel like wait a minute God didn't tell me to go overseas (laughs) then you two are going to be in conflict okay so you do need to again do your due diligence all right so I hope that was helpful I know cuffing season is not easy but don't get yourself into something that god has to heal you from later let me say that again don't get yourself into something that god has to heal you about later some of us are still dealing with the scars because we jumped the gun we put the cart before the horse and we realize that whoa this is not what i signed up for this is not what i thought it would be but we ignored god's voice We didn't listen to godly counsel. We did what we wanted to do. And now we're dealing with the after effects of it. And we have people that are afraid to put themselves out there again because they've been hurt before. So if that is you, I pray that you will allow God to heal those parts of your heart that are still sore. Some of us still have some sore spots from past relationships. We can probably say the person's name without crying or getting upset about it. But some of us still got some sore spots. And if we're triggered, we'll hey when you're triggered it takes you all the way back to that event as if it happened yesterday and if you are in a new relationship you'll find yourself comparing this new person to your ex and and that's not fair either okay so use wisdom pray see god yes enjoy yourself be yourself have fun and you never know what god may do stay open don't get caught up in your type god may do the unexpected and what you don't think is your type but it'll be exactly what you need okay so father thank you so much for those that are listening right now holy spirit you know where we're at with this cuffing season and i just pray for your sons and daughters that we would use wisdom that we won't get entangled (laughs) that we won't get entangled in things that you did not want us to get mixed up in i pray that we would use wisdom ask your spirit for guidance but We know that it's okay to enjoy ourselves. We know that it's okay to date. We know that it's okay to meet and get to know new people. But Holy Spirit, I pray that we would take our time, that we won't rush just to say we have somebody, but that we would listen for your voice. Because if this person that we're talking to loves you, then I believe that you'll be able to see that commonality there and we'll, and we'll be able to build a solid foundation because the foundation is in you. And Holy Spirit, if we're, if we're experiencing blind spots because we're so wrapped up and infatuated in this person and it's really not going anywhere to where it pleases you, I pray that you will reveal that to us as well. So I ask you, Father, that you would heal any broken hearts still For those of us that are experiencing that loneliness, only you can feel that loneliness, God. A relationship, yes, can bring companionship, but no one can fulfill us like you can. You are the cure for loneliness. Your presence is the cure for loneliness. Your love is the cure for loneliness. When we realize that we're honestly not alone, 
I mean, yes, we may live by ourselves. We may be by ourselves in terms of what we do for our jobs or whatever, or just our status being unmarried. People may think that we're alone, but as children, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, we are not alone. So I pray that we would stop buying into that lie in Jesus' name. Yes, we can have our moments, but I pray that we don't stay there. I pray that we don't wallow. I pray for your daughters right now, God, who feel, when is it going to happen for me? I've been waiting. I've been praying. I've been asking God, when is it going to happen for me? When is he going to find me? Lord, I don't know when the time will come, but I pray that you would strengthen your daughters right now in Jesus' name, that they won't settle for counterfeit that they won't settle for men who say that they love Jesus but on the back end they're trying to get them to compromise Holy Spirit I pray that your daughters will stand strong in their identity realizing that they are first and foremost your daughters and that they deserve so much more than just to be a bed warmer in Jesus name and I pray for the sons as well not just it's not just the women God that go through this we may think it is but father there are men out here that love you there are men out here who want to serve you and who want to give their best to you God but they're mixed up with women who don't see them for who they are who don't see them for their value women who are trying to get them to make them cross boundaries women who are only looking for a come up women who are only looking to take what they can get from them women who are manipulative manipulative and vindictive and vicious who don't again don't care about these men but father i pray you open the eyes of your sons that they would see that spirit for what it is and that they will walk away if they have to run if they have to i don't know what else they got to do if they have to be like joseph and run out of potiphar's wife's house then that's what they need to do. But Holy Spirit, I pray that you recover your sons right now. Heal their hearts. They've been hurt too. They've been misused too. They have been abused as well. They've had to go through recovery too. But I pray, Father, that you will restore this area of relationships where husbands and wives will come together in kingdom purpose. That the divorce rate will go down to zero and no longer be a common thing anymore. Like, oh, we got divorced. No. Holy Spirit, what you join together, let no man put asunder. So I thank you and I praise you again, Lord. I pray that we would use wisdom as we approach the holidays. This is not an easy time for some because they wish they were in a relationship. But the best relationship to have is a relationship with Jesus Christ and the rest will follow. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope and pray that, that was helpful and encouraged. And um, I hope that you were encouraged rather. So again, if you're in the States, enjoy this Labor Day weekend. If not, enjoy your weekend anyway. You guys stay safe out there. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.